Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. I'm one of those that went all 12 days. Thank you very much. All the 12 days of Christmas. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Mary Jo Yako. I'm privileged to serve as one of the pastors of Stony Brook Church. And this morning, I give thanks for the greeting of Ben Lilly. Ben is our director of youth and will be leading our proclamation our sermon, our teaching, whatever it is called, just know it's a good way of paying attention to how the Spirit is moving in our midst. One of the things that we do is to check in and see how we're doing as a family, a part of the body of Christ. I remind you that this year's Christmas offering is a desire to impact the mental healing of our world, both locally and globally. Your gifts are always appreciated and you can find more information about the Christmas offering online. Also would like to remind you that year end of giving is happening right now. It must be a part of the church life in order to be a part of your financial records. We are grateful for the way in which our youth, those who persons who are younger than me, which doesn't take much these days, who will be a part of this service. And so we are grateful for Vaden Mallon and Stephen Shoup, who will be joining Ben in sharing a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. They're sitting in front of me, so I'm looking at them right now. And they're trying to say, go look at somebody else. Friends, it is our privilege and our joy to remember that God is with us in the midst of this very holy moment. And so as this prelude is offered to you, may you take time to center yourselves on the good news that Jesus Christ is born.
Let us gather in our hearts around the intention of this morning. Let us pray. Light of the world, shine in our lives this day. As we gather to worship you this day, give us eyes to see and hearts to feel that we may experience the promise of our salvation. As we come before you with hope and expectation, give us the spirit of your Son that we too may grow in strength and increase in wisdom in your holy name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Remember, sacred scripture is a way of coming into the center again, so that as we live each day moving out, we are reminded of how central it is to our living, to our breathing, and to our loving. Would you hear these words? 
from the Gospel according to Luke in the second chapter. We'll begin with the 22nd verse. When the time had come for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death, before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what had been said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There also was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phinuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age having lived with her husband seven years after their marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Will you pray with me? Light of the world, shine in our lives this day. As we have gathered to worship you this day, give us the eyes of Simeon and the faith of Anna, that we may see the promise of our salvation. As we come before you with hope and expectation, give us the spirit of your Son, that we too may grow in strength and increase in wisdom. For in your name we pray, 
with all humanity with us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Beautiful. Good morning, Stony Brook Church. It is a blessing to have you with us this morning, whether you are in Facebook world or YouTube land, comfortably on your couch or on your phone, still laying in bed. We are glad that you have chosen to join us this morning. My name is Ben Lilly. I'm the director of youth ministries here at Stony Brook Church. Uh, my family and I have been here for a little over eight years um, doing youth ministry at Stony Brook. Uh, I was reminiscing a little bit, and my son Brennan was not quite two when we started. My daughter Jordan was about three and a half when we started, and my daughter Brooke had just reached six years of age when we started at Stony Brook, and respectively they are 14 
will be 12 this week and 10 years old and all involved in youth ministry at Stony Brook Church now. Um, that is making me feel way older than I should at this point in my life. You know, usually the last weekend in November, we celebrate what we refer to as United Methodist Student Day, um, where we recognize our college students, uh, we take a donation or an offering to help out the uh, global board of education, and uh, that all goes towards scholarships in the United Methodist Church. And we got to talking this past November about how it would be really neat if we pushed that a little bit this year and did it with the help of some of our college students. So we have invited a couple of them here this morning to help us with this service, and I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves now. Good morning. My name is Stephen Shoup. Um, I have attended Stony Brook for 15 years now, and I am a freshman at Miami University, and my major is business. Hi, I'm Baden Mallon. I've been attending Stony Brook for seven years now. Um, I'm a freshman at Heidelberg University, and I'm double majoring in early childhood and special education. Fantastic. Thank you. Stephen and Baden will be with us throughout the sermon, and they will be uh, sharing some thoughts that they have and some of the experiences that they have had uh, throughout their high school careers as well as so far in their young college careers. I'd like to read to you this morning from the book of Galatians. Uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 7 say this. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually own everything their father had. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children, we were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to this law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. You know, I find this to be a really fitting and touching scripture to share right following Christmas. You know, we just spent time either with family or longing to be with family. Uh, some of us spent time on Zoom calls or FaceTime with family that normally we would be embracing this time of year. We desire to be in the presence of those that we care for and that we love. You know, Paul here is talking about a, a child whose father dies and leaves him inheritance, but that child has zero right to it. And this day, in fact, a slave would have been appointed the guardian of that child, and the child would have to obey everything that the slave asked them to do. They were responsible to their slave as their master until they came of age to receive what was rightfully theirs as an inheritance. Our responsibility to the law that was set forth in the Old Testament is what has encapsulated us, has enslaved us, has been our entire responsibility up until the point of Jesus Christ coming to this earth so that we could find a new freedom. 
You know, I talked about my, my kids a little bit when I introduced myself, and my wife Tara and I have, uh, have taken on a challenge over the last few years. We have begun to foster um, kids that are not our own, but become our own very quickly. Um, this, this verse that points towards God adopting us is, is something that is so powerful. The imagery behind that of us not being his children and then becoming his children is something that is, that is so precious, that is so powerful that we can't do anything but just sit in awe of the work that he has done. I'll tell you from experience that fostering a child is not an easy thing to do. When somebody comes into your house that already has developed a personality, it's very different than the personality that you may have desired for them to develop. And so you are working on on learning to love a person that you don't really know. And I will tell you that while it is a very difficult thing, it is also the easiest person to fall in love with that you will ever find. Our hearts grew as we helped these children feel a place of belonging. Our hearts grew even bigger as we brought them into Stony Brook and watched Stony Brook help them find a place of belonging. Uh, Tara and I, our first set of foster children was Ray and Jordan, and after they went home, we got a call from mom that asked if they could be baptized and if they would do that at Stony Brook, and we got to celebrate that with our students and with the kids that that had helped raise these kids for almost two years one of the most precious experiences that we have been able to have. You know, I I think that it's really important that we all find a place to belong. And so I I would like to ask you two this morning, what is something or where is somewhere that you have found a a place of belonging that just came so naturally? So for me, throughout high school, it definitely was youth group. Um, And that's not just because Ben is asking the questions. But because I spent a lot of time with that group, whether it was Sunday nights at youth group or Sunday morning, Sunday school, whether it was sitting um, in the front row um, during worship or going out to lunch after, we just spent a lot of time together. Um, But it was not just the amount of time, but it's what we did with our time together. Yes, we had a lot of fun and we had a lot of laughs, but we also got to grow. And one of the most important things that made me feel like I belonged in that group Um, was when we were able to um, share our struggles and where we felt like we um, fell short. Um, And a lot of times when you do that, um, you kind of feel ashamed of it and you're you're worried that people are going to poke fun at you or say that um, that makes you not good enough. But um, really in the youth group, there are a lot of people that said, yeah, I struggle with that too. Or the adults said that, yeah, I've been there, but here's how I overcame that struggle. Um, And when you have a support system like that, Um, And when you spend time with people, you're able to grow a relationship and that you realize that um, because we're all the same, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, that you really um, have that sense that you belong in a group like that. Um, For me, it would also be throughout high school in the youth group. My family church hopped a lot before we found Stony Brook and coming in and not having known people and just getting to know everyone there and then, like Stephen said, sharing our struggles, sharing those laughs, it really gave me a place that I could feel like I belonged um, in, some, in, a pla- in a sense that I hadn't before. Um, and we're, I'm also not saying this because Ben is the one asking the question, but um, it really did give me a place that I felt like I could belong throughout high school when I was trying to figure out who I was 
and struggling with things and then having that support system who had gone through some of the same things that I was struggling with, who could give me that support and walk with me through those challenges. That's beautiful. Um, I did not put them up to saying the youth group was the place that they felt a sense of belonging. It does bring my heart great joy that that has been their experience in the time that they have been here. We have a wonderful group of leaders, and while that is a shameless plug for the youth ministry here at Stony Brook Church, uh, it is also an exciting thing to know that kids feel a sense of belonging in ministries that we're involved with. But where, where is maybe somewhere else that you have felt that sense of belonging as well? So for me, another sense of belonging is when we went on um, ASP, or Appalachian Service Project, and for me, it was so much so that I've actually applied to work there this summer. Um, but it was, it's really cool when you can go on a trip like that. And um, I remember the first trip, I was super nervous and again thought that um, I wouldn't be the best at helping these families. Um, but then you soon realize the second that you get there that there's a job for everyone, um, whether that's doing the construction, um, whether that's creating a relationship with a family or just being a cheerleader and supporting and bringing joy to everyone. Um, when you realize that God has put you um, in that situation, at that place, at that time for a reason, you definitely feel um, that you belong there. So that's a time that I really realize when you take a step back and realize that you're um, there for a reason and God has a hand in where you are and who you are, um, then you can truly realize that you definitely um, belong where you are. And that trip has really helped me um, realize that I belong there because God has put me there um, for a reason. Um, for me, another place that I felt like I belonged was on the softball field. I started playing when I was nine years old, and as soon as I stepped onto that field, I knew that that was where I was supposed to be. It gave me an outlet, somewhere that I could go where I could just forget about all of the things that I was struggling with, everything that was happening outside the world, outside of that field, that field and that moment, I could forget everything else. Um, it just gave me an outlet and somewhere that I could feel like, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be right now so I can do what I'm meant to do. Incredible. I, I tell you, it's, it's really interesting to me the places that we can go to find belonging. Um, I, I think it's no shock that, uh, that I like to belong. Uh, and, and part of my responsibility as a director of youth is helping people feel like they belong, uh, even when it's not a comfortable thing sometimes. Um, we, we search for places to go that we belong. We, we search for a church home that we belong. We search for a work community that we belong in. We search for a, a spouse or a family or friend group that, that just makes us feel comfortable, that makes us feel like we belong. You know, in 2020, we've had a lot less togetherness, but quite frankly, we've been as connected as maybe we ever have in human history with the ways that we find places to belong. I, I scoured Facebook over the last couple days looking to see the kinds of groups that are out there, and there are groups for your community. There are groups specific to the city of Gehanna. There are groups for your school activities. There are groups for your adult um, preferences, like your, your um, drink of choice or your favorite foods. I even joined a group a couple of weeks ago called the Sandwich Connoisseurs of Columbus. <laughs> Guess what? I belong there, right? Like, 
all we do is talk about where to find the best Reuben or who has a really greasy burger that you probably shouldn't eat, but it's delicious. Like, those are things that, that they might just be an interest, but they real quickly can become a place of belonging. I know that this year did not look like any of us expected it to, and I'm sure for you two, it was not at all what you were thinking your senior year and your freshman year of college would be. But in the midst of all of this craziness, you started a new chapter. Can you tell us um, maybe how you have found a place to belong, even though it was not what you thought it would be? Yeah, so for this past semester, um, I attended Miami University, but I was online, so I was at my house and did um, all online classes, and some of my classes even, um, I didn't have class times with the teacher, I just had a textbook um, and then different quizzes on that information. Um, but I still felt like I belonged in a lot of the projects that we did. Um, I had um, a lot of Zoom calls outside of class with um, different people around the country, um, some in different time zones, which was um, funny the first time we realized that when we were trying to set up times for meetings. Um, but again, I felt like I belonged there. Um, but then also, since I was home, Ben asked um, if I would help volunteer um, with the youth group, so I got to help the four um, fourth graders, fifth graders, and sixth graders, um, and that was so much fun, um, seeing how much joy and excitement and energy they still had um, with everything going on, um, and they helped, they honestly helped me grow um, and look at the positives of everything, so I definitely felt like I belonged there, but then again, as Ben said, being connected with people um, and just being able to laugh and enjoy your time um, with a lot of my friends. Um, there's a game called Among Us that you can play on our phone, so we were um, up to um, late hours um, all in our different basements and FaceTiming and playing games and just still having fun um, and being able to laugh and enjoy the time that God has given us, um, even from separate places using the technology. Um, so that was so much fun, being able to still be connected with a lot of people, um, but just in the different ways that um, we know how. So I was lucky to be able to be on campus for my first semester. Um, so that was incredible, being able to connect with new people and um, meeting other freshmen who were in the same boat that we were all in. And so I was able to connect with the girls on the softball team. And I found a small women's Bible study on campus that I was able to connect with. We met through Zoom. And so even though I haven't met some of these girls in person, I know that just like the support system I had here through the youth group, I know that I have that support system on campus as well. And then I was able to connect with some people in the education department and just get to know them and connect through similar interests and through what age we were looking to teach and just connecting with those people just made it feel like that's where I belonged and that was where God was telling me that's where I was supposed to be. So we often talk about being created in the image of God, that if we go back to the beginning of scripture, we can look at characteristics that God has in Genesis 1, and we can see the reflection of human beings in those. We see in the beginning God created, and we see that humans can be very creative, and, and this year has been a sure sign that we have ability to be creative in ways that we never thought possible. We have connected in ways that we probably didn't think we would ever need to. But we have been able to find a sense of belonging through it all. 
we are all looking for places to belong. We all need to feel like we belong. And Jesus gave us that freedom to belong. You know, we may not all be together in this conventional sense of the word, but we may be more connected than we have ever been. This week, would you take some time to let someone know they belong? They belong to your family. They belong in your friend group. They belong as sons and daughters of the God of this universe because Jesus was sent by his Father to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Amen. I would like to remind you that this is United Methodist Student Day. Uh, we will be taking an offering this morning as we always do. You can go to stonybrook.church give. There is a line on there marked United Methodist Student Day if you would like to contribute to that. You can also go to gbhem.org. That is the General Board of Higher Education and Ministry. And on that page, you can find nearly 50 different scholarships that are available to college students. So if you are currently working towards a degree in something, please take time, gbhem.org. Check out the scholarships that are available to you. And have a great morning.
Hey, I want to thank you all for being with us, for giving us your time, and I'd like for you to take this prayer into the new year. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen.